We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Well, good morning, everyone. What a good morning, eh? What a good morning. Well, this week's been encouraging, encouraging in many ways. The prayer night, um, like Stu said, was such an encouragement and, um, there was such a good spirit in the, it's, it's hard to express that, but those that were there will understand what I'm trying to say. That, um, the spirit of God was, was there, was evident. And, um, I was just so encouraged to see around 70 people from our church praying and worshiping God it was such an encouragement. The other encouragement is um, I often get a lot of questions, how's my older son going, Leighton? Leighton is actually at feast camp this weekend and he's lasted the whole weekend. So um, that is huge. I don't know if you know, but that is um, me and Sam are just over the moon, really. And so God is good. God is faithful. And, um, you know, I have to share that. It just bubbles out. <laughs> you know, um, man, there's been some dark moments, but we rejoice in the good moments, too. Today I'm going to look at something, and I'll try to do this. I'm going to leave a real openness to this, so if I don't follow my PowerPoint, that's okay. I hate having structure where I feel boxed in, and um, I just want to allow freedom within myself, and I'm very aware of the time. Today I'm going to look at something that no nobody wants, and it's something that everybody wants. Verse 16, Paul says, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, Yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. See, nobody here came to church this morning to lose heart, did you? You didn't come into this place saying, gee, I wish through the songs and through the message that we'd actually lose heart coming to church this morning. (laughs) I hope you didn't. (laughs) My gosh, wrong church if you did. But um, (laughs) honestly, we, we come with this expectation, I hope, of being renewed day by day. 
Every one of us want to be renewed. Every one of us. We all know that feeling of strength, of newness, of hope, of vitality, of courage and zest for life. But if you are like me, you know how quick that that can get drained away from you. I can have an amazing weekend. I come in and all of a sudden it's all gone. The joy of the weekend, the joy of seeing God moving people's hearts is all gone within a moment. It's just drained. See, the only way we are sustained as believers is by renewal on the day-to-day process. Life is not static. Life actually, it just fluctuates so much. There are ups and there are downs. It's like you get depleted and you've got to replenish. It's like you get emptied and you've got to fill yourself again. And my prayer, especially for Pete and Joe, I had you guys in mind this morning, is I pray, guys, that you will feel refreshed and renewed before you hit the field again. None of us want to stay in the, in the valley of depletion. It is awful. It's not pleasant. There are two critical words here in this text. And I'm going to look at it. The word therefore in verse 16, Paul says this for a reason. And the word for in verse 17. Now if we go back to that triangle, I'm going to skip some stuff here. This way, just hang in there with me, Keith. Is our longing. Our, our deep longing is that for renewal and we do not grow weary. And there are, though, with those two words hinges verses before them and after them. So I don't know what the slide is. Just see if there's other slide there. Oh, I can speak into it. No, that's okay. We'll keep going. So the, the therefore, Paul said that because the words that came before is there is truth in it. There's incredible truth in the words that come before. And that's verses 17, uh, verse 7 to 15 in that chapter. And then following that, you have 17 and 18, and they support that longing for Paul not to lose heart and for inner renewal. So let's dig into this. We've got to remind ourselves this. That Paul was writing this in the midst of suffering. Now that is incredible. Paul actually talks here twice in this chapter. I think it's in verse 1. He first mentioned it, that we do not lose heart. Paul was struggling. He was under the pump. His missional entrepreneurship was actually getting hammered by the Corinth church. There were these flash preachers, if you look at the first part of chapter 4. But actually, Paul's message was very unsexy, if you like. It was Christ crucified. And so, some of Paul's congregation were starting to, to pull away and follow these great oracles of the Word of God, but they were twisting the truth. But Paul stayed faithful to Christ crucified. That was his message. So, Paul was under the pump. He was suffering. He would have copped abuse. Paul knew that he was dying and that everybody is dying. He actually experienced tremendous suffering. 
And he could actually see that his earthly body was decaying. There was weakness, there was sickness, there was injuries, there was hardships, there were pressures on every side of him. There was frustrations within the church of Corinth. There were disappointments in the church of Corinth. And every one of those cost Paul a piece of his life. One way to say it was that death was at work in him. You know, that was the context, if you like, I just gave you a real quick one, of why Paul said, we do not lose heart. We do not lose heart. So how do we cope with this? How do we cope with the pressures of being living in the world, of the challenges of disappointments? How do we cope with this and how do we get renewed day by day? So I'm just going to give you four basic kind of um, points to help you on this path renewal looking at one side of that triangle. Okay, the first one, the glorification of God's power and God's Son in Paul. First, though his outer self was decaying and through the suffering, God's power was at work in the life of the Apostle Paul. Verse 7, we have this treasure in jars of clay. The jars of clay are actually earthly vessels. That's all they are. We are made from the dirt and from the dirt we will go back to. But God, through his goodness, has put a treasure, a deposit in the Apostle Paul's life that he was able to realize that he had a strength from within that did not come from himself. Even though he faced all these outward things, it says that clay pot, as you know, a clay pot gets molded, it gets shaped, it gets twisted, it gets bent. A clay pot can easy break. But Paul knew that there was this, this treasure that was deposited in him. God had chosen to put his spirit in the jars of clay. God's power was a work in this frail vessel. See, it is only through God's power that actually he can empower you to face the circumstances of life. So Joe and Pete, you know hard times will come in ministry. It's a matter of fact. But you have this treasure. The all-surpassing power of God within you. Each and every one of us has the all-surpassing presence of God within us. That is the treasure. We do not have to lose heart. We do not have to lose heart. Because the life of God's Son is actually manifested in our weakness. This is what Paul loves more than anything else. That God's power and the life of God's Son are being glorified through his weakness. The weaker we are, 
as believers of Jesus, the more we will see God move. Now that goes against the grain of the world that you and I live in. The weaker we are, the less we are, the greater we will see God work through us. So church, the more we die to ourselves, this is very scriptural, we can go through the verses in the New Testament, the more we die to ourselves, the more God is glorified. We got to die. We got to become less and God is to become more. See, Paul knew that even though he was under the pump and he would have been under it pretty heavily, that actually God had sustained him. This treasure has the ability to sustain you. Paul was a carrier. We are all carriers. We're all vessels. We're all clay pots. If you're a follower of Jesus and we all carry the power of God to sustain us when life gets tough. Verses 8 and 9, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not despairing. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Why? Because the power of God is at work in you. Honestly, this last year... I think um, God has just taught me this afresh in my own life that actually there are things in your life that become way bigger than who you are. And you do feel the shaping and the molding. You feel like you're on this clay, the what do they call it, the spinning wheel. I've got no idea. I'm not a potter's wheel. That's it. Great word. You know, you're on this potter's wheel and you're being pushed and you're being molded and man, that pushing you, you You just feel it at some stages. But the more you push into the treasure within, somehow, don't ask me how, it's a miracle, it's supernatural that the power of God works in you. I don't get it. I've experienced it myself. When we have nothing, when you feel the pressures of life come, God is there to sustain you. It's It's miraculous. It's supernatural. The grace of God flows out of you. In this text, we see that actually this in verse 15, for all things are for your sakes, that the grace of God which is spreading to more and more people. This treasure is like a reservoir. Isn't that a beautiful image? You have a reservoir. Of the grace of God at work in you. A reservoir. Not a trickle. Not a trickle. You have a reservoir that will overflow into the lives of other people. And that's what happened to Paul. Fourth, he talks about the resurrection from the dead. We're coming up to Easter. What a great time of the year. Though Paul was decaying, though he was under the pump, he knew that he would be raised from the dead with Jesus Christ. Therefore, we do not need to lose heart 
because it's going to be all right. It's actually going to be fine. Not even death can make the story a bad ending. Paul knew that. He knew that he was going to live again with Christ Jesus. So briefly, I'm being renewed because God's power and the life of God's Son is being manifested in my decaying weakness. Second, I'm being renewed because life is flowing from the suffering to other believers. I'm being renewed because God's Spirit sustains me during my suffering and I will not be overcome by it. I'm being renewed because I know I'll be raised from the dead and I will live with Jesus again. Therefore, Paul could honestly say, I do not lose heart. And all those things are true for every believer sitting here this morning. All of them. Let's look at the four, the other key words, and see what flows out of that. Paul talks about momentary afflictions. Now, I don't mean something that lasts for 60 seconds. We know the Apostle Paul, this lasted actually a lifetime. The present afflictions will not outlive the present life. They will stop. They will stop. They will not have the last say in your life. What about the light afflictions? You know, this is Paul. He had been beaten, had been thrown into prison. Five times he had received 39 lashes. Three times he was shipwrecked. He had been hurt from the emotional pain of being a leader in a church, by the church. There was this daily pressure on Paul. But because of all that stuff that had happened, it was not the end. Why? Because that is nothing compared to the glory revealed and it's going to be revealed to Paul. People, can you see how Paul had his future looking towards Jesus with the glory that is unseen, which is eternal? He kept that in his mind through the hard times of life and ministry. That stuff is absolutely, it's it's not nothing compared with what I'm going to get. Paul knew this because he knew the pain of life was there for a reason. The pain of life was there so that God would get more glory. Every bit of pain that you go through in life, that I go through in life, God uses for his glory. We don't like it. We'd rather jump off the potting wheel and not be moulded and shaped. None of us like it. It's hard. It's awful. It's despairing sometimes. We want to get out of the situation. We want to leave. But actually Paul knew that the afflictions were momentarily 
They're only on this planet, but they were there to give God the glory in his life. So no matter what you're going through at this present stage, if it is hard, if life is hard, God is using that. So he gets the glory. He is reshaping that pot and making it an amazing vessel to carry his treasure. So I just want to go through this. As I look at this text, as I look at this text, here are some things that really stood out. And I'll close with this. This text is actually a lavish invitation from God. Lavish. I don't mean cheap. I mean God lavishes his grace upon Paul in this text. This is what could sustain Paul through the ups and downs of life. Through the challenges of ministry. Through the challenges of being a leader in the early church. So here they are. This is how Paul could stay renewed day by day. And this is how we can stay renewed even when life is hard. One, look, the power of God and the life of his son are manifested in our weakness, in your weakness. Honestly, I I can identify with that. The life of Jesus is flowing through your suffering into the lives of other people. People, it's not a time to quit. It's actually a time to dig deep into the treasure within. And somehow God uses that to still minister his grace to other people. God sustains you in your afflictions and will not let you be destroyed. Why? Because Jesus is the great overcomer. And where does Jesus live now? Within us, as followers of Jesus. We are overcomers. We will not be destroyed. I hope you're feeling encouraged. Your afflictions will not have the last word. Amen. I rejoice in that. Your afflictions will not have the last word. You will rise from the dead with Jesus and with the church of God and live in joy forevermore. Bring it on. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The next one. Your afflictions will not have the last word. Did I say that one? I just did. Your afflictions are momentarily. We all think, here I am living in this world, and we just so focus on the present. But Paul says in the end of this chapter, no, fix your eyes on the eternal glory, which is unseen, which is eternal. But we want to stay here, and it feels like it's forever. Your afflictions are momentarily. They only are for now. And praise God, they are not for the age to come. Man, I can't wait. Take me home. (laughs) Your afflictions are light compared to what is coming to followers of Jesus. People, God... He lavishes on us now through grace. Wait till eternity. 
these afflictions are producing for you an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. People, that is why Paul could say, I will not grow weary, I will not grow disheartened. Actually, I will be renewed day by day because of this. Whatever you're going through in your life, this text, this text is life. It is life-giving. It is empowering. It enables you to look at hard circumstances that you're going through in life with a different lens. The challenge for us, and I know this has been my challenge, is that when you're going through pain and suffering, do not take your eyes off Jesus. Do not take your eyes off Jesus. That is where you will get a supernatural power to live this life. I can't express it any better than that. It is actually supernatural. It is beyond us. We're not capable to do that. Somehow when you cry out to God, he's very aware, he knows you by name. We looked at Psalm 139. God is very aware of what you're going through. And he empowers you to get through. To get through. I pray this morning that you will look to Jesus. That you will realize that this treasure, the power of God is at work in you. Stu was so right. A.W. Tozer, get your heads into that bouquet like, um, it's a, it's a traditional great book. The more we pursue God, you will not be disappointed. Paul could say that. It would have been so discouraging to plan a church, to see people come in and not preach the true gospel. And to see people that he loved, that he invested his time and energy into, actually turning away from the real gospel and starting to follow another gospel, Paul would have felt depleted. But somehow this man knew that that gospel, the Christ crucified, is the most important treasure in life and he hung on to it because it changed his life. And we all know the impact that the Apostle Paul had through his missionary journeys. So Joe and Pete, there will be hard times in these next two years, I hate to say it. Ministry serves that up all the time. Because you're carriers of the greatest message on this planet. And we are vessels and we are weak within ourselves. But you serve a God who is a great overcomer. Fix your eyes on him in those difficult times. Yes, cry out to us and we'll stand with you in prayer. But I know through that, through the pain and the suffering, you actually are changed to be more like Jesus Christ. And actually people see Jesus more in us through the pain and the suffering of ministry. Let's pray. Father God, 
I just raced through an incredible text. God, we are jars of clay. In Genesis, first few chapters, we see that you formed mankind out of the dirt. And we know by reading the Psalms that we will return back to this earth. But yet, God, you have chosen to deposit this amazing treasure of your spirit within your believers and within your church. Lord, I want to pray for anyone that is here this morning that is facing afflictions. Lord, they can seem like it's for eternity. But God, this morning we're reminded to keep our eyes on what is unseen and eternal and the future glory that we are going to receive. God, may we never lose sight of the future. May may that future impact our present lives like it did to the Apostle Paul. Lord, he had this beautiful picture of the eternal. But it actually impacted his day-to-day ministry on a day-to-day basis and it renewed him. God, I want to pray that if anyone needs renewal here this morning, they will simply turn to Jesus, fix our gaze on him and on the promises of what is to come. And Lord, I know when we do that, you renew us through your Holy Spirit. God, continue the work of renewal, of sanctification, In us, as believers here this morning, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like prayer at the end of the service, feel free during this last song to come up and we'd love to pray with you. Um, Who knows what you're going through, but God does. And we'd only be too happy to pray with you as we close our service this morning.